Hello and welcome to the only show where we talk no more delayed movies, no more delayed TV shows, and really how best to attend a Comic-Con without any pants. And we bring it all to you right here, right now, on the Third Reel Podcast. My name is Ryan, and with me as always is Mike. Hello. And hey, look, we're only 15 minutes late for our live show. And Dave. Hi, everybody. What's that? You said you're not late for your own? We're only 15 minutes late no, for our live show. No, we are late show. for it. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we're usually like 15 minutes, we're usually like half an hour late so 15 minutes late is early honestly getting started 15 minutes into when we're supposed to is fantastic it's amazing yeah. um, so we are what we're talking about is we're recording uh, live right now on discord for the third real geek out uh, festival fan thing we mentioned at the end of last week's episode so if you're listening to this live right now which let's not... hear you cheer <laughs> ryan put in some cheering sounds here there you go. I'll just use that audio and I'll just like layer it so there's 20,000 Daves in an audience. Cheering. Working stuff like, they're coming. Woohoo! Woohoo! Uh, so, I yeah, what we're doing there. is uh, doing our own little mini Comic-Con-like thing today. Uh, this morning we're, we're recording the podcast. Later on today we've got D&D. We've got watch-alongs of Empire Strikes Back. We've got all sorts of uh, fun, crazy stuff happening. Settlers of Catan, Apex Legends... If you're listening to this, you missed it, sucker. Unless you're listening live, then you can still join in. Yeah, th- those who are who have joined us live, please do feel free to leave uh, comments in our, our Discord chat so that we can take a look, and uh, we'll just look. We're not going to mention it. So the last uh, month has been what we called Time Travel Month. We've been looking at time travel franchises. At the beginning, we looked at Terminator, then we looked at... What did uh, you do, Dave? Future? Back to the Future franchise. Then Mike took us through Austin Powers yep. franchise. And then we bought, we talked Bill and Ted last week uh, and how that has aged not quite as well as a, a fine not, wine. Not great. Have you, and uh, I think have you, you seen... you've already seen the new one, haven't you? I have. I have. Yeah. Very briefly, I watched the, the new one last night. It came out on whatever you know VOD premium paid video premium thing stuff. you got. Uh, 20 bucks Canadian got me to uh, watch a 4K rental, which was nice, I guess. Was it uh, absolutely and utterly amazing and blew your mind, or was it no, Bill it was and fine. Ted 2? It, it was, no, it was more Bill and Ted 1 than 2. All right. That's yeah, probably better. Was, yeah, they. it was simple, simple storyline. The time travel right. was simple. Uh, you know, things got a little convoluted in the second one. The first one was all like everything that like stuff that happens there's hints for in the beginning or whatever like right we're living through the timeline after it has already changed kind of thing so they do that again what's great is they kind of do a bill a jay and silent bob reboot thing where there's their kids oh yeah okay i thought you meant there was gonna be like a cameo i'm like what oh my god really (laughs) no sorry yeah Uh, no their kid their kids are in it and it's cool they're actually uh very good they're good approximations of their dads um, everyone's having a lot of fun. It's a good. It was a fun movie. And best so, part is the soundtrack is really good. There's some original Wild Stallions music you can download on iTunes right now, and it's actually good. So does this feel like, um, like you, you mentioned the Kevin Smith uh, reboot, like a requel where they're trying to make a sequel but also reboot the franchise so they can pass it on to the younger generation? They certainly left that on the table. Okay. In uh, the same way Jay and Silent did. Bob reboot did. But... If they don't, it's not like it breaks it. It still has an ending. It's still that's, finite. That's right? a, at least, yeah, okay. at least 
If the if they leave a hook, at least it's not a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> put put that on the back of the box. Uh, so what we're talking about this week, though, we thought it'd be interesting to sort of talk in general about our own personal sort of favorite, lesser-known cult classic time travel movies. And who uh, who wants to get us started? Uh, oh, I'll go uh, first. I was just yeah, I've been uh, talking a lot. You can go ahead. Yeah. Uh, right. So the one that I was going to talk about, uh, it's not super old. It's from 2014, starring Ethan Hawke and Sarah Snook. It is Predestination. Have you guys seen this movie? I have not. No. No? Okay. Never heard so of it. It's, uh, it's an Australian oh. movie. Um, it's by the Spirit Brothers. Um, so I'm not really familiar with other stuff. All I know is that they've done this movie. I really like this movie. Uh, what else have they done? They've done Oh, they also did Daybreakers. Jigsaw. Daybreakers yeah. was also with um, Ethan Hawke. That's that vampire movie yes, where they've, that they've the taken over the world one. pretty yeah. much. That was good. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. They did one of the, the uh, Saw movies, Jigsaw. Uh, <laughs> they anyways. have a they, they uh, were nominated for a Golden Raspberry for a horror movie called Winchester. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to go into a lot of the detail of this movie because then it becomes spoilery. But really, so the movie starts, you learn very quickly that Ethan Hawke is an agent for this time traveling agency, for this time travel bureau. Uh, and he's working through time. He's trying to stop uh, this person. It's called the Fizzle Bomber, who's uh, been doing these progressively bigger and bigger bombs back in like the 1970s. Um, so he's trying to stop him. And part of that leaves it, leads him to pose as a bartender. In 1970s New York, where he hears the story from this guy named John. John starts going in through his whole like, this is you know I've got a I've got a brilliant origin story. You'd love to hear it. He's like they're back and forth over drinks, trying to tell jokes. Um, looks like they're just really trying to kill time, but connect with people because they're both a bit lonely. Um, but as John starts telling his story, you discover that this guy. Uh, that's just sitting at the bar. He is the most unusual person you will ever meet. Um, he was born. Uh, well, I don't. I don't want to go into that. Basically, he was an orphan, uh, abandoned uh, at a church. Um, the story follows. Uh, f- we we follow John's story for a bit. Then we see by the end of the movie, we see how all these stories come together because um, you keep getting different pieces with Ethan's story. Uh, He's just uh, referred to as the bartender uh, and John's story and how it all weaves together. And it's this awesome little um, time travel loop of a story. It's kind of slow. It's not a lot of action, but there is definitely like there's explosions. There's burning faces. um, There's carnage of sorts. But it's it's a slower movie. But if you watch it, it's there's a lot going on. It's just not loud. Right. So there's a lot of things going on in the background. Like as I was watching it the second time, I'm like, oh, my God, I totally missed this before. Um, kind of like rewatching Back to the Future, you know, seeing where some right. of these things are. They do make the wise choice of going very little into how time travel works. They basically it's a it's a violin case and he refers to it as the FF or something or like a temporal field generator is essentially so what, what does called. he do he just starts playing the violin and if he hits a certain it, notes you never open the case that's just what it's hide that's just what it's hides in so like the lock oh, okay. on the case is where he adjusts 
what time and date he wants to go oh, to on the other cool. side. He's adjusting, depending on how many people are going, he has to adjust the approximate weight or density of that's going to be passing through time. Okay, that's pretty cool because then it implies there's like this really advanced mechanism inside that yeah. is, you know, that he's setting these details on these very old school uh, things. That's neat. It's also neat from so a prop, they... from a from a movie making thing because yeah. you don't have to come yeah. up with a crazy prop. You can go with something right? simple, <laughs> yeah. and everyone can can relate to it. And everyone like can goes... say, "Wow, it's so creative." <laughs> they go into some like when they talk about the time travel, they do it in broad terms of stuff like. Um, I think they say at one point that you cannot deviate more than 53 years from the zero point. The zero point is when time travel was invented, which it in this movie is in like 1980 something. So you oh, can't cool. go because if you go farther than 53 years in either direction, the temporal field collapses. Whether oh, that means okay. you don't go anywhere or you get ripped to shreds, they don't explain. They is, just say it collapses, and that's kind of like their answer, and they're done. They're moving on. So that that's just their method of keeping the characters in check so that, yeah. that you don't, as an audience, say, why don't you just go kill Hitler, asshole? Exactly. Why don't you just go back in time to the, you know, Although, stop wait, would the that, crucifixion would or something. fall in line with 1980? Yes, of course he would. Uh, yeah. He could still make it. Well, you wouldn't get him as a kid. No, yeah, you wouldn't be able to get baby Hitler. But you'd but... get him on his no, rise but you, to you, power. You, yeah, yeah, you'd get him before he was Hitler. Get him when he's standing on a soapbox in the square. Have a few people listening to him. You, you'd walk right up to him, shoot him in the head, and keep you'd going. Get him, you'd get him right as he realized <laughs> he wasn't a good artist. <laughs> before <laughs> he starts getting go... really angsty. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you go and you just buy all his art and be like, this is amazing. You should keep this up. I'm going to go put it in an art museum or could, something. Could you know what? Imagine you go back in time and... Okay, so... The, the the rules of time travel say you can't just go back and kill Hitler because right. X, Y, Z. So, yeah, you go back in time and you buy all his artwork and you, you make a museum. And instead of becoming Hitler, the guy who killed 20 million Jews, he becomes Hitler, the next Picasso. Yeah. Right. You just and you know what? I've him. never I've never heard anybody use that approach for the time travel Hitler problem. Like, go back, kill Hitler as a baby. Never has anyone said, or we could, you know motivate him give him encouragement <laughs> and then set him on a different path that way what a noble way of fixing the timeline because everyone's just like well just eliminate yeah. him wow as opposed so we... to like well let's make him into something else maybe he can yeah. uh unify oh could you imagine if you changed history and then hitler was like the unifying force of all cultures <laughs> he became like the new gandhi or something or right. buddha <laughs> And everyone's like, this guy's so great. He's so peaceful. It makes everybody get along. And then you're sitting there remembering that fucking asshole. You're like, but he's... <laughs> my God, it was just really... He was yeah. on the head of a middle. Yeah. <laughs> you, you realize, yeah, you're the only one who knows. It's like, good Lord, there That's is something right. deep and dark inside you. Let's just keep those smiles going, Hitler. What a big swing, though, eh? Yeah, and then and then anytime he gets a negative review, you're now his PR guy. You got to make sure he doesn't yeah. get the negative yeah. reviews because that just sends him onto a spiral, and then things start going dark again. <laughs> oh my God! You just get like a team of time travelers to manipulate Hitler into the right direction, just That's always right. there along his whole life, guiding him. Which Sweet would, of course, Jesus. then make you start to wonder, like, if you start seeing things in your life just constantly going right for you. That brings up the question, like, is it being guided? Because if it's not go, if it does go right for you, it's going to go really bad for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, sure glad I made that light. Wait, what would have happened if I missed it? <laughs> right, that's true. Um, anyways, yeah, uh, it's on, I mean, you can find it on iTunes and all those things. It is streaming 
on Prime if you're in the U.S. or I suppose if you have a VPN that can tell it that you're in the U.S., uh, you could probably watch it that way. Um, but really, definitely worth the watch. I highly recommend. Very cool. That's awesome. All that right. sounds uh, great. I've got to check this out. I'll add it to my list. Thanks for sharing, Dave. Uh, Mike, what about you? What do you got? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, I, um, as usual, uh, went a little outside the box. Um, and I actually picked a movie that I watched really recently that I really, really like. Deadpool liked. 2? How did you guess? No. <laughs> uh, and, and I, so it, it is a time travel movie, but not in the traditional sense. Uh, they don't use any fancy equipment to move around through time. Uh, they just Well, didn't we have the... Didn't we have the discussion yesterday that technically every movie is a time travel movie? Exactly. They move that's, in time? And that's, that conversation led me to this movie, and I decided <laughs> to do that. Um, it's called The Old Guard. And so it's a movie about a group uh, okay. of – it's on Netflix. Um, it's a group of mercenaries who are immortals. So they are traveling through time, um, uh, protecting the world. And, and – um, the cool thing on the the way they the, the the way they do it is pretty cool. They they actually don't live forever. Um, we don't have a this is what causes them to die. But at a certain point, they they stop. Uh, they lose the ability to heal from whatever from whatever uh, wounded them. So I mean, if they retire and decide just to live out their quiet life, they they would live forever. Um, but these guys are are hard hardcore warriors. Um, who have been honing their skills for in in one case most likely a millennia um and in other cases centuries um and so really case, they should like be absolutely years. the best at it then and, and and they are um the the movie starts uh it's gonna be a little spoilery but i'll keep the big stuff to myself um the movie starts with them uh taking a job um, there's a warlord in some country. Um, he's, uh, they're kidnapping people and torturing them and leaving shoes, like piles of shoes. It was a thing. So the, uh, uh, the, they get hired by a company to go in and, um, kill, kill these people and save all the kidnapped people. And they show up and it was a trap. Um, it's a, it's a big, huge room. Uh, they put they put cameras like hiding in all the corners where they wouldn't see them as they came into the dark room, and they open fire on them and they kill all four of our our guard guardsmen, guards people, whatever. Oh, and then the end. They kill them all, and then we learn that ah, they can heal. They all heal. They all get up. They kill all the mercenaries, the, or all the bad guys, and we learn that. And then they learn that there was cameras and they were set up, and it was a. It was a, a kill. It was a kill box, and so now um, they've got to find who did it, and that's the movie. They they work their way through figuring out, uh, but it's really cool because the one of the guys working for the bad guys has been tracking them. Uh, he he didn't get the job working with the bad guy, and then decide to go looking for these four. Um, he was looking for these four, so the guy hired him to help him find them. The, the bad guy helped to help the bad guy find them. Um, and so he has been tracking them through time and shows that, like we just said with buying all Hitler's artwork, um, they've, <laughs> they've, they've made like, because uh, one of the thing, one of the, the things in the movie is they, um, 
our main character, she feels like she, uh, Andy, she feels like she hasn't um, made an impact on the world. She's just gone and killed a bunch of people. Um, and sure, the world's you know still here, but like there's no lasting impact. When she's gone, she's gone. Uh, and this guy shows that well, you know, in 300 BC. Um, yeah, you killed this dude, but you killed him to protect this lady, and that lady invented this thing that everybody uses today. And it just kind of, like, that's, and all of them had this this wall of um, um, timelines that would have been different if they hadn't been around. Interesting. So it was. It's a very interesting movie. It's very well done. It's very uh, Netflix. Uh, which Isn't is, that based on a comic or something? Oh, yeah, it's based on a graphic novel series. It's Wait a minute. Uh, he's also done a different series, though, that I think is also on Netflix, isn't it? I don't know. Uh, I thought I remember seeing that. It's the guy who does Old Guard. He's got, like, other... Greg well, I, Ruka. It's... Yeah, that's that's the comic book writer. And he wrote he wrote this movie, too. Right, oh, but I believe he did cool. other... Uh, Stumptown, There's Lazarus, others... Whiteout. There you go. Oh, sorry. It was Stumptown that I was thinking of. So the TV show. Have you guys watched Stumptown? No. Yeah, I have. Colby Smolders. Oh, oh, we talked about it on the podcast. It was one. We yeah, talked about uh, it on one of the test uh, pilots. Uh, yeah, yeah, one of our test pilots. pilots. I don't think that. it got the most favorable. Oh no, it did. Dave, you watched it. You reviewed it. You thought I liked it. Was, uh, it. I thought it was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I watched the whole season. I liked it. Yeah, Greg Ruck is a great uh, writer. We've obviously all probably seen him at uh, Fan Expo without even realizing it because oh, he's sure. like a major comic book writer for Marvel and DC. He's probably been there every year with like only a couple people at his table, and then the next time he goes, it's like he's gonna be buried. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that that sounds cool. Old Guard's been on my list for a while, obviously as a uh, a Netflix movie uh, that has a lot of great reviews. I should probably move that up. So that you know, brings right, up right actually now. an idea. Uh, it's a debate that I have with a friend of mine, uh, Junior, often because we talk about immortality. I know you said in this movie like they're not fully immortal. Uh, but they don't die of natural causes, essentially, right? They can exactly. recover and heal from almost and, anything. And well, they they can not most anything. They can heal from anything. Um, we don't really we don't a hundred percent learn. I have a theory, but we don't a hundred percent learn what causes them to lose the ability to heal from anything. Because um, like the first scene you see, they they each take hundreds of rounds and they survive. Right. Um, uh, and one of the one of them, um, she's she's like they find a new immortal, um, which is rare, obviously. Um, but she and and it's rare for two reasons. One, um, it's you have to have something like life threatening happening to you before it you heal. So, um, right. One of them, she the new one, she got her neck slashed, and it like like right down to the to the uh, vocal cords and the spinal cord type type slash jeez like almost yeah. a decapitation yeah and and it was kind of it was kind of great to watch because you know she she got it because she saved a teammate from trying from getting killed and then was trying to to save the guy that she shot because she was protecting her squad squad mate not teammate her squad mate and then so she's trying to save the guy and he he cuts her throat as he as he's bleeding out uh and they try and save her and it's like this this you know the fade to black type oh damn it she died that's that sucks uh and then she's in the hospital like the army hospital 
and they got a big bandage. It's all bloody bandage on her neck. And it's like, well, wait a second. She just died. And then she gets up and she like takes the bandage off and there's not even a scar. And then wow. the, the woman she saves comes in and sees her with no scar and just freaks the fuck out and wants nothing to do with her. <laughs> it's like, you are alive because she got her neck cut open. Yeah. Don't, don't give her shit for healing. Like it was, it was a really well done way they set that scene up. And then obviously it became, it, they were, they, um, Andy's character goes to collect her and say, you know, you're now coming with us. And that's fun too, because she doesn't want to. So she gets shot in the forehead <laughs> and, then, and they drag the corpse back. Well, cause it takes, it, it takes time, right. To heal. Yeah. So, and it, and it takes longer the first time, like the first at the beginning, it takes longer than as you get used right. to it type thing. So like, whereas Andy, uh, who is, uh, Charlize Theron, by the way, um, it takes her seconds to heal from stuff. Um, the new, the new old guard um, warrior. She's she's only like in her twenties, and she takes a lot longer to heal. So, yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting, it Charlize, was an interesting idea. Charlize Theron was in uh, Hancock, wasn't she? Yes, that movie was about like yeah, was. superheroes who are immortal or whatever, but they're really I gods so. or something. And they're looking for their true love or some shit. And if they get too close to each other, then they lose their powers chaos. and then become mortal or, or something, chaos something or dumb. Something? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that movie was rough. So uh, back to the, the argument I have with my friend. Um, so his his attitude is that um, we're at a point where uh, death should isn't really necessary anymore. We should be able to just maintain ourselves artificially for as long as possible. We can, uh, and that this is, well, his whole if thing is like this is what rich. he's, yeah. Uh, but my attitude is that doing that to humanity as a whole is he thinks it's a great idea. I think it's a bad idea because then once like once you have all the time to do everything in the world, what do you actually get done? When do you get stuff done? When you have five minutes to get something done, you can get amazing things done. If you have a That's... week to get stuff done, you get it done the day <laughs> of five minutes before it's supposed to be done. That's yeah. not the reason to not have immortality, dude. The reason so, to not have immortality is the Earth is so overrun with humans as it is. There's already too fucking if, much of us. We if, don't need to not be dying anymore. There's a, there's a limit of uh, resources as well. But my whole thing is that once you introduce that into a person, like great scientific advances that we've had, they go away because nobody has the motivation anymore. A lot of people that are doing this, they're they're motivated because they know they only have so long to try to make these discoveries, to make these changes in the world. I if you give them it. all the time in the world, it, that is they're a, yeah, not as motivated anymore. That that is a bad that is a bad side effect of living forever. Unfortunately, it's like twelve on the list of bad things list. to yeah. happen. Yeah, <laughs> because the and first be honest, bad thing to happen is the the overpopulation of the earth, yeah. the death of all people. So if we want to live mean, forever, then we need to start by uh, killing off. 34 out of 35 people. Well, I mean, if if we can, if we're suddenly immortal and we can't, we can't die, space travel also then opens up, right? Because we can have generation slips. I've got a question for Mike. We got, wait, before we go further, I got a question for Mike. I got to get this in there, Ryan. If you're immortal and you can't die, 
you don't need spaceships anymore. We can just slingshot no, people at planets. Right, but you probably <laughs> want to be at least comfortable somehow. <laughs> slingshot people into space. So, I guess so it'd Dave, be fine if it takes people. you a million years basically, to get basically somewhere. Basically, you set up like a, a giant gun. <laughs> it's another uh, Tuesday. And the person goes into a capsule inside that's the bullet. Uh, and then they're asleep. Because, I mean, even if you're immortal, you don't want to be awake for all that. And then Why you not? wake up when yeah. it crashes. If you're, and if you're immortal, though, a million years is another Tuesday. It's fine. Um, my question from Mike earlier is, so, okay, so you're killing 34 of 35 people. Well, how, what's your decision for keeping that one person? Uh, I, I, uh, um, Self-preservation, probably. As long, as long as I'm one of the one person yeah. oh, okay with no i thought he was gonna be like oh well you know we just choose the best of the best or something and i was nope. gonna be eugenics you're the next hitler fuck you nope that doesn't work uh it's not gonna be a lot we really it's, love your it's artwork just gonna be dumb you no I, I, I know it's not gonna you. work i just want to try to catch you into into here's, proving you're a fascist how, or something here's how we do it um everybody on the planet gets a card no, or, we or don't like need to tags. worry about how it's they'll done get, they'll get dog on. tags and when you collect 34 dog tags you're safe ultimately Dave, I think... Uh, so, hang on. You're turning every, this now. There's... Immortality is the purge? You have to eliminate... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sounds like it. Um, look, Dave, ultimately, though, I think you're wrong in that just because uh, people won't have the ever-looming uh, threat of death anymore doesn't mean that motivation will disappear. It just means motivation will, will take dis- over a longer period of time. But it'll change. Yeah. Yeah, it'll change. Instead, so instead of getting a new PlayStation 5 uh in 7 years, we'd get a new one in 20 years or something. Like it would just And how, I uh, mean, you're chomping at the bit right now to get the one that's supposed to be coming out in a couple of weeks. Okay. How would you do if you had to wait another well, because 10 years? I, no, for it? but I, it'd be fine because I'm immortal too. We're all immortal, so it's fine <laughs> if we don't if we don't yeah. get a new video game every day and we get one every week instead or something. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm everything with Ryan would on be elongated one. and it's the, and the, would, time would become meaningless, and we would all just yeah, ex- stretch things out. It'd be great. I would love to be immortal. Even if I have to be a vampire to be immortal, do it. Even, you damn would, you my would take etern- the life of the innocents? Yeah. Damn, my, damn my eternal soul and do me to a life of murder for the, sustenance. That's fine. The problem, the problem with being immortal is if you're the, the only the, – the real Keeping problem, up with latest trends? The real problem <laughs> with being immortal is if you're the only one because it means everyone you ever care about ever will die and you will not it's fine <laughs> no yeah i'm fine with that and on that upbeat note ryan what movie did you or <laughs> so i tried to trap mike into uh being proving he's a fascist you didn't you ha- you missed your opportunity to try to trap me uh earlier by i i or by saying i'm killing everybody killer. like i'm i literally <laughs> revealed i'm okay with with being a serial you, killer, you, you make it sound like life. this is new information. We've got you on lists already. Don't worry. Ah, jeez. Oh, is that what that white unmarked van is outside? <laughs> not at all. Not the. Uh, I mean, keep looking at the white van. That means you're not seeing the other ones. That's fine. <laughs> okay, so for my film, uh, we I think you all you already know which one I was going to do because I talked about before. It's uh, Primer Deadpool Two. Oh yeah, <laughs> Deadpool too. Yeah, that's a lot of time travel there. No Primer. So this is a uh, 2004 film. Um, that is uh it's super low budget and uh, it's kind of got a cult following so a lot of uh, i think a lot of people have seen have you guys both seen it i have yes no Hmm. uh you should try to watch it it is extremely slow paced uh it's very technical 
it's super technical. It's a technical time travel movie. It's like they paid attention and essentially fully fleshed out the idea of time travel, uh, the mechanics, the, the uh, you know, paradoxes and all that stuff. Like they address it all. And that's what makes it so fascinating of a movie. Uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty much just two guys um, who are friends. They're uh, they're engineers, or one of them is I don't remember the full details of the characters, but they work on um, engineering projects in their out of their garage kind of thing. They've been friends for a long time. Steve in and Steve? one of yeah, there it is. <laughs> they uh, at one point they um, accidentally essentially create time travel. Uh, through one of their experiments for something else entirely. And uh, they just continue to experiment and find the rules of time travel and figure it out. Uh, Along the way, the writers of the movie are doing the same thing, essentially. (laughs) So what's, what's really cool about this movie is the, it's technical. It's, uh, there's no, it's not flashy. Uh, There's no real any special effects it's super low budget uh, i think the budget was seven thousand dollars um but it won nice. at uh it won some like at festivals and stuff and it it sort of catapulted the writer director into a career he's made a whole bunch of other um independent movies that have much higher budgets that are that are pretty good too anyway uh with primer it's it's really cool like one of these i think the the start of the story is that um, when they realize that they've sent an object back in time, um, they create this box uh, that replicates uh, the the mechanical uh, things that they induced in that object. Uh, but they make it big enough for a human to go into, and it's cool because they'll. So their first experiment is sending is one of these guys going in and going back just like six seconds or something back in time. Um, when he does that, he simply leaves. Like they, they're they're smart individuals, so that's what makes this movie also really good. Is is that the characters are intelligent? So it's like, okay, if I'm going to go back six seconds, I can't be around uh, to meet my other self uh, in the past. So I need to leave now. I can't remember. I wish I could remember the details better. But it, it's like they plan it all out so that like this guy is staying in a hotel. Um, sequestered like locked in the key is taken away from him so he can't get out so that he just can't ever possibly run into his past self and then he'll come out of the hotel and then go into the box so that he can go back in time right and then not run into his hotel self oh okay so so they set i get it i get it so they set a point i want to get out of the box at this point yeah and then yeah so then they have to wait however long they want to to go back in time, then get yeah. in the boxing, then imme- they immediately then walk back out of the box type thing. Exactly. Not yeah. immediately walk out of the box. So their, there is their time thing... travel is still real time. So if you want to go back into the past six hours, you have to get into that box and wait six hours and then get out as it's reached the... Because it's kind of as the machine starts, it starts fluctuating between the future and the past. So it goes to like a second in the future, second in the past, two seconds in the future, two seconds in the past, and on yeah. and on and on back and forth. What What's Got cool it. is they uh, they're they're pretty clever with their use of it for personal gain. Like you know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, I'd play the lottery," or you know, "I'd use the stock market." But they go with stock market option, but they day trade. 
So it's like, okay, we're gonna see, we can know what the stock closes at by the end of the day, what we can sell it at, which one started low. So they go back in time, they buy the stock low and then sell high in the same day. It goes under the radar a lot better if you're just mm -hmm. day trading for small amounts, but you can still make a million bucks rather than winning you know, the, the state lottery and getting all the, the fame and attention. Um, so I thought that was also a really cool aspect. And then it gets kind of out of hand, essentially. There's a lot of time traveling. I think the main climax uh, of the story is when someone that they know comes to them to try to stop them from like ever using the machine again, like destroying it. And they're like, what the hell is this person doing time traveling? Like they're not us. They're not, they don't have yeah. access to the machine. They're not using or actively working with us. Uh, so that means sometime in the future, this person's going to go into our machine, uh, wait the requisite amount of time and come out today to stop us. Uh, and, and then that just sort of sets them off. One, they're very different personalities, the two characters. One is extremely cautious. The other one is extremely, um, let's just go for it, snap decisions kind of thing. So it but, also makes, yeah. Sorry. If, okay, so the, the third time traveler, the, mm -hmm. the bad time traveler, has to wait in the box to get back to that day. That means they can't use it after that point because he's in the box? Like, wouldn't he have to have been in the box the, to, the whole time to get back to him? Maybe. Unless he's in a different time machine. Oh, yeah, I enough. can't really remember how they addressed that, to be honest. I should have rewatched the movie, but I didn't really have much time. Eh, um, what what I want to share the most about this movie is that if you're into time travel movies and you want to get into something a little more technical, something that's not back to the future, even though those are fun, uh, you know, that's not Austin Powers where you just walk into a machine and come out the other end and it's fine um, and you don't address paradoxes, but you want something a little more technical, a little more intellectual in a way. Um, I mean, it's only really intellectual in that it's technical. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's a good, it's a great movie. It's really slow, but it's uh, it's a fascinating watch. Uh, what's cool is I, I think it was Dave earlier was talking about like earlier in the recording was talking about. Oh no, we we were talking about Hitler. Okay, so when we were talking about Hitler and sort of <laughs> guiding his life um, towards you know good things, that sort of mm -hmm. is how uh, what ends up happening to like one of the characters is he just sort of uh, is always there in the background trying to help. Um, steer him in the right direction and make the right choices and, and keep him from getting hurt or keep him from making the wrong move. Um, and it's funny because what is so great about this movie is on a rewatch, you start, you notice that you say, Oh, look, Oh, look, there he is in the background or there's this thing happening here. Like it's, nice. it's really cool. The movie is better. at second watch because you can look for all that stuff. Um, yeah. Nice. So very, very. I, good I don't movie. think I, after I watched it the first time, I don't think I watched it again because it is, it's slow and it's heavy. Yeah. It's not a light movie, uh, yeah. but with that, uh, I may go back. It's been long enough. Maybe I'll go back and give it another try. I think I think I'm definitely gonna have to give that one a, again. You gotta or... definitely be in the right mood for a slow, uh, paced, cerebral, I guess, movie. Uh, it's it is the movie though that I, I chose this one also because it's the the one that inspired me to make yesterday's tomorrow. Oh, so okay. the, the short nice. film that I had that starred Dave and had Mike on sound. Uh, it was, I was, when I was Still trying to think my, of a movie. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so am I the 20 cents a month from Amazon. 
when when I was writing that movie, I was just I was thinking the same thing, right? It's they they make time travel, they're experimenting, right? They're scientists. Uh, I tried my best to to address the paradox of you know going back in time and stopping yourself from doing something by doing the whole multiple multi multiverse thing, where when you go through your time machine, right. You're, creating an another universe um and that was the whole thing where that that the inciting incident was that the woman didn't come back in time like everything else did because she successfully stopped herself on one of the alternate universes from going back and looping it around so but uh but yeah it was this movie that made me think i want to do a, a a smart time travel movie and then it's Tenet that made me be like, that has me now like, oh, I want to do crazy reverse motion time travel <laughs> shit, uh, which I'm going to try to film la, something tomorrow. I can tomorrow. hear you. La, 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 la. Um, you really yeah. know nothing about Tenet? I know some of it. And I've kind of like you have just been avoid because it looks very interesting. Um, and I, I just want to be surprised. Yeah. I, I haven't Go gone back ticket. and watched the trailers yet. I want to now to see how spoilery they may or may not be, but I, I avoided all trailers as much as I could for that movie because yeah. I, I think last it. weekend they released like the final trailer and I haven't watched it because yeah. I don't need to. I'll watch like don't get me wrong. Like, there's some movies I just I'll devour the trailers and I can't, I want to watch them again. Watch another one. Superhero uh, movies, same thing, pretty like, much. Well, see the same thing like with Avengers when the second Avengers came out, when that trailer got released, like and you saw the Hulkbuster and all that kind of stuff. I stopped there. It was the teaser. I never actually watched the trailer because the teaser showed me everything I wanted to see. I was excited. I was pumped. I didn't want to know more. I just want to see. When it comes to these massive uh, special effects extravaganza summer blockbuster movies, I want to know as much as I can going in. I'm so excited to see it. I eat that all up. I don't really care about spoilers or not. I'm reading, you know, leaks and shit because I want to know what the hell happens. Because you don't want to be surprised. Yeah. That's why you want a time machine so you can just go to the future find all the movies that are already out like well how many sequels have there been <laughs> show me jay and silent bob resurrected uh, 2020 <laughs> or not 2020 what 2040 yeah there it is um i i am the other way around i also want to know what happens when i sit down to watch the movie i don't need <laughs> to have figured it out before like why pay for the ticket if i've already figured out what's going to happen I, I just mean okay for me though it's different when it comes to the superhero stuff because yeah, no. you can all you can already guess what the hell's going to happen anyway. These aren't super twisty storylines. Um, it's just it's not is Thanos going to die? It's when is Thanos going to die? Right? Because ultimately it's comic books. The heroes have to prevail. Right. But you know, so you know he's going to die. You don't know when. You don't know how. You don't know what the fight's going to look like. And I don't need to. I don't need to know any yeah. of that. And have I it do. ruined for me. Why don't you just get the uh, screenplay and just read it? If I could, I fucking would. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I have before. <laughs> I should have guessed that, yeah. Um, and it's cool. Anyway, so I think this wraps up our conversation for today. Uh, we are going to record another episode shortly, just Mike and I, where we're going to talk yes. Tenet spoilers, all spoilers, all day, all Tenet. Uh, and all ten of them? Yep. Dave is going to excuse himself when we're finished recording here. Yeah, I guess I we can stay in the background, make funny faces. Yeah, I guess we could say thanks everyone for uh, coming out to you know watch us live, and it's always fun to uh, do something like this in front of people. And and Dave, thanks for coming out today and for organizing uh, the Third Real Geek Out Festival. 
Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Pew, pew. And Mike, thanks for coming by and doing this. I'll talk to you again very shortly. All righty then. Audience, come on back. Uh, listen to our bonus episode of Tenet Spoilers. And then after that, come on back the next week when we talk about who knows what. We're not going to try to figure that out We're going to talk about something else. But if you're listening to this, you missed out on a fun day of uh, fun and adventure and gameplay and uh, movie watching. So, you know, maybe we'll do this again next year. Uh, but, yeah, for those of us, for those of you listening live right now, head on over to some other channels. You're going to find lots of fun stuff happening. No, don't leave yet because you're about to do another episode. Yeah, well, leave if you don't want to hear Tenet. Spoilers. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Which I think is only one person. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. See you See next, you next time. time. Pew, pew, pew. All right. In space. Okay, so Dave, you need to uh, mute us.